Father, thank you for light that dawns on us this evening. We are forever changed by your word. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Glory to God. All right, Luke chapter 18 verse 1 has been the scripture we've been standing on throughout the series, throughout the conversation on prayer. It says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray, that women ought always to pray, that the young adults ought always to pray, that the ladies ought always to pray, that the guys, the gentlemen ought always to pray, the boys, the girls, <clears throat> everyone, the choir, the choir, the ushers, the leaders, the deacons, the apostles, the pastors, the reverends, the bishops, they ought always to pray because when they are not praying, they are, they are, they are left to faint. We've settled that. I'm sure that scripture haunts a lot of us now. We've repeated it, repeated it, repeated it. It has sunk deep in. Yes, yes, it's deliberate. <laughs> Glory to God. And in the month of March, we've been looking at Ephesians 6 and 2 Corinthians 10. Ephesians 6, finally, my brethren, please, if you do not know what finally means, if you are joining us for the first time this evening, you're welcome. We love you. We welcome you. You will be blessed this evening, but please make it a duty to go back to the teachings in this series. They will bless you. It's important for you to understand how, what finally means, because before you get to finally, you have to know initially. When you show up saying finally, and you don't know what was said initially, According to the epistle, all right, in the, the entire epistle of Ephesians there, please, please, please revisit it, all right? It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor, the complete covering there of God that you may be able to stand. He's saying that your duty in enforcement is standing but you don't stand naked as it were. You don't stand exposed. You stand fully decked up with the armor of God. It says that you'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. It tells us in verse 12, and we've settled this, we went a bit deeper last week, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, for though we walk in the flesh, for though our transactions, our living experience is in the physical realm, we do not war after the flesh. I've jumped already into 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. It says, for the weapons of our warfare... They are not carnal, they are not physical, they are not guns, they are not bullets. It says, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, please pay attention, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness, somebody say readiness. Hmm. to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled glory to god i said glory to god all right for this evening in particular and we're going to attempt by god's grace to tie up this conversation this evening next week is the fourth wednesday in the month of march as you know all our fourth wednesdays are uh reserved to answer questions we do a, a, a q a or we've called it faqs frequently asked questions all right next week is going to be powerful we're going to answer questions like praying in tongues praying in the spirit is it for everybody we're going to answer that next week by god's grace and then uh i think there's one or two more questions that we answer the next week all right but the week after that because march has blessed us with five weirdness days one of the questions we should have answered from the part one FAQ, I avoided it deliberately because we, you can't answer that question and join other ones. If not, we will have a four or five hour service. So we will leave only that question for the fifth Wednesday, and that is what exactly is priesthood? What exactly is priesthood? We will break that down in the last Wednesday. By his grace, if Jesus tarries, glory to God. I said glory to God. 
All right, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 is where we'll begin this evening. For the word of God is quick. For the word of God is powerful. For the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It says that there is a dimension of this word that understands that there's two sides to warfare. It, 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 it's able to see to the piercing, even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. Hmm. Wow. And he's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Please, guys, permit me to read this verse one more time. For the word, or maybe we should do it together. I know you are not in the room, but let's just read it together. I believe it is on your screen. If it's not on your screen, I believe you have your Bibles, but I'm sure it's on your screen. For, let's go, one to go. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the art the word of god somebody say the word of god glory to god remember in the first part we talked about the two extremes the two extremes being those who believe in the reality of a supernatural realm but they live their lives in fear and paranoia all right because they believe everything is demonic every single thing is demonic they don't do thanksgiving they don't worship it's constant battle morning afternoon night First year, second year, third year, their, their life is constant tussle with demons. There is no breaking forth. There is no light dawning. There is no day. Constant. That's extreme one. We talked about the other extreme where it's just spiritual naivety. It's just, well, what are spirits? Everything is physical. It can be explained. We don't do that here. We don't believe in spirits or ghosts or angels, demons. Those things are, you know, figments. You know, science that helps us to explain. And they, 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 they sound very intelligent by believing that and we said that the believer's position is not necessarily the middle the believer's position is scripture <laughs> it means that if scripture takes an extreme stand on an issue that is our stand so the the key word that is not is not that it is extreme is that it is unscriptural that's the key there and I, it needs to provide this balance that our position as believers is scripture somebody say glory to god somebody say glory to god so to the extent to which we find ourselves accepting the reality of spiritual warfare. You find the church paying significant attention to one side of a coin. Now, we've avoided the extremes. We found a scriptural position, but we've, 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 I'm fighting the urge to use the word reduced. We've reduced spiritual warfare to only the battle that goes on in the mind. And therefore, we neglect the other playing field where the enemy gets to get some victory. And eventually, that victory translates to eventual victory in the mind. And you see people who have exercised their mind still experiencing some sorts of defeat. And they are wondering, I thought all of the battle was in the mind. Only that you neglected the other playing field. And I've come to show us that the word of God is effective both in the mind and outside the mind. It is, it is capable to divide in, all right, just, not just the soul there and not just descending of thoughts, but it's also able to enter into the spirit and into the marrow, the source of life. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So if there's anything I want you to remember this evening, is that there is a battle that is very active in the mind and there is a battle that is very active outside the mind. You will do well to be prepared to win the battle in the mind, but you will experience complete victory when in addition to battle in your mind, securing victory without your mind. What I've come here to inform you, child of God, this evening from Scripture is that there is that warfare, yes, in your mind there, and beyond that, there are personalities. There is real spiritual wickedness that functions outside the mind. 
It leverages on the power of covenants. It leverages on eternal principles of justice. And it insists that old debts are paid across generations. And we can find victory also in the word of God. That this is not just a lying voice in my mind. But there are existing powers. There are existing covenants. That I have weapons that are sophisticated against to secure victory. I will not reduce the battle just to my mind. But I will know that having settled victory in my mind. Having settled that I have the victory in Christ Jesus. Then there is a need for enforcement. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Remember, it's been a while back now. But remember, in our early teachings on the prayer series, we, we, we looked at dimensions where you talk to the Father based on intimacy, where you go to a friend on behalf of a friend. We call that intercession. And we also talked about a dimension where you enter into the courtroom and you secure justice there. This, in that realm, you are dealing with personalities. There is a judge, there is an advocate, there is an accuser, and then there are witnesses. There are witnesses there. There are personalities that see to it, and they come and say that these are, these are lawful captives. These are lawful captives. These are, these are covenants that were entered into. Remember, these, these things are brokered by words. Remember when, when, when Pilate there was trying to negotiate a deal to release Jesus. He says, I bring to you on this special occasion, give you the opportunity that one crim criminal is released. He said, shall I release to you Jesus, the, the, the Nazarene, the one who's done all these things in your, in your cities, or shall I release to you this, this one? And they said, Barnabas, 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 chanting Barnabas. The guy was shocked. He said, so what do I do with Jesus? This is your Jesus of Nazareth. They were shouting, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. The guy didn't get it. He said, so what do I do? I'm going to wash my hands of this case because really, I find no fault. I find no fault in him. They said, let his blood be upon us. They should have stopped there. And upon our children. Covenant signed. And according to the laws of eternal justice, payment must be made. Redemption. And when redemption is made, <laughs> then there is an enforcing officer that says by the decree of the court, this is the verdict that has been ruled in this person's favor. Then what do you do? You take the enforcing documents. All right? And then you do enforcement. You say, you stranger, get out. He says, no, no, this is our lawful home. Then you now go to scriptures. What does he say about lawful captives? And then you find where it is written. You see how, you, how these weapons work? And you take it there in the place of prayer. And you begin to rejoice over this victory. So that you don't pass this to your own children and to their own children. At some point, there has to be a, we call it a turnaround generation. At some point. Someone is going to arise and say, thank God for victory. And please do not, do not get what I'm... There is a solid reason also to win the battle in the mind. Especially in a year like 2021, when the experts are already warning us. Based on the pandemic, based on the massive loss of lives, massive loss of jobs, based on the downward trend of economies and the recessions, based on everything, they are preparing us. Say, watch out. Watch out for the end of 2021. Watch out for 2022. It will be a mental health epidemic. That's what the experts are saying. Numerous cases of depression, numerous cases of suicide, and there are demons from hell already dancing. I say they are now seeing our coming. They are not, and they are released to afflict them. And see, they are not even waiting. They've started afflicting the minds of people. Which is why, child of God, one of the best things you can do in this season is to preach Jesus. Is to preach Jesus. Those whose faith were based on investments are beginning to see that those investments are only as good as their economies are good. Those who have anchored their faith on some promises by some government have seen that even the governments are making their own best guesses. But there is a life that can be anchored on eternity, on eternal principles tested and trusted in God's word, and we can find joy in the middle of a storm. We, we see, see and, I, and I say this to the glory of God, all through the lockdown, the first lockdown, the second lockdown, the third state of emergency, we've had a production team here coming with joy, with joy, with joy, with joy, with great joy. There's no room. We found Jesus. We wake up every morning. We start with worship at 5 a.m. Glory to God. Hey, someone is saying this 5 a.m. has come to stay. Don't worry. Very soon, very soon, you will see my God of, you will see it. God of 5 a.m. Very soon, you'll see it. 
<laughs> Glory to God. Maybe when you are seeing it, I won't have to say it again because you will already be seeing it. Glory to God. Glory to God. So there is a need there to, 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 to ensure that as you are winning in your mind, you are taking authority over those, those demonic entities that see, he calls them spiritual wickedness in high places. They, they are not there discussing how your life can be better. They are not there discussing how your life can manifest the glory of God. It is night and day deliberation. How can we annihilate, destroy spirit, soul, body? Destroy their purposes, God's plan for them on earth and ensure that their eternal destination, they come and rot with us in hell. That's the discussion. And then you are just coasting at, hey, hey, child of God, you've got, help me tap your neighbor, say, wake up. Look for another neighbor, tell them, wake up. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, I was just looking at my notes. Part one, we talked about six foundational steps. Part two, we talked about six weapons of the believer. And part three now, if I bring six again, some conspiracy theorists will come. Hmm. Part one, six. Part two, six. Part three. So, if, you, if the Lord gave me six, I'll share six with you. I don't, I don't care who is calculating what is not lost, sincerely. All right, but this evening, by God's grace, we'll be walking over four duties for you to constantly enforce victory in both worlds. Victory in your mind, victory outside your mind. All right, these are, these are tools for victory. Child of God, the teachings this month especially, please make our time to listen at least again. Again, one of the best duties, best habits you can have as a believer is I know every word of God will bless you, but there are some words that are transformational. You make it a duty to go back to them and listen over. You, I, I tell you, and I kid you not, if you listen to it 20 times, when you are listening on the 20th time, there will still be something you will hear for the first time. Try it. Try it. And if you do it, let me know. I, will, I, will, I know you won't lie to me, all right? If you do it, send me a message. I'll give you a gift. You, you might be shocked what the gift will be. All right. This is not a challenge, please, because if a million people do it, well, our God is more than enough. Glory to God. It's our year of plenty. Glory to God. All right, so let's look at it. What exactly is our role in maintaining victory? Maintaining victory over assaults against our mind and assaults outside our mind there. All right, what are the, 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 the essentials? And this, for some, might sound like a refresher, but I pray for you this evening that there will be a grace to do. Beyond the grace to know. Beyond the grace to be aware. Some of you can even say the number one. We have not even started. You already know one to four. You probably cannot add to the list. But beyond knowing, I pray there will be a grace to do. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number one, investment. Number one is an investment. Invest heavily in renewing your mind. This is a tool for your victory. Invest heavily in renewing your mind. Invest heavily in, you, in you renewing your mind with the truth of God's word. Once you have your mind loaded with the truth of God's word, your mind by its training is able to flag lies. And those lies have no place to implant. They will look around, look around, they just see truth anywhere. It's looking for a dark spot to plant itself. It cannot find it in your mind because you've saturated your mind with the truth of God's word. If you're invest, and by invest there, I mean you invest your time, you invest your resources in renewing your mind there. If you spend two minutes studying God's word and you spend two hours consuming demonic materials, what you are doing there is you are, you are creating a balance. You are creating an uneven balance. You are saying there's more room for lies than there's room for truth. You are saying that once those demons come from the pit of hell, there is more landing ground for them than fighting grounds that repels them. Child of God, this is not this is this is this is this is a word from you from heaven. Invest heavily in renewing your mind. Don't allow anybody saying you are being too extreme. Don't allow anybody saying you are being too extreme. You can never be extreme to the matter that you guard your house. The extent of the security apparatus you put in place depends on the extent to which there is imminent danger. In the country I grew up from, you would have doors. After the doors, you have, what do they call these metal ones? I'm sorry, you have those ones, and then you have another one. Each one has powerful locks. Now, when you get outside the gate as a lock, the lock of the gate has a lock on its own. Your fences have barbed wires. The barbed wires have electric current. I am just wondering, do you have gold in this house? Do you drill oil here? Yeah? That's because of the apparent security dimension required. 
you don't go there and say they are too extreme because you don't live with the realities they live to. Now, someone comes from there and he's just strolling on the streets of the GTA. Says this is a residential area. People live there. No gates. No fences. You mean this is somebody's door? I can just knock on the door just like that? <laughs> glory to God. I said glory to God. You can't, you can't be too extreme in investing in renewing your mind. Some of you, you, you are just listening there. Your YouTube watch list, listening there, pouring in God's word, looking for anointed servants of God, pouring into you. You're just listening. Someone is looking around you. Ah, is, is, this is all you always listen to all day. <laughs> you say you don't know. You, what you're always listening to all day, it shows, it shows in your fear level. It shows in the results of your life. Leave me. I'm building faith here. I'm building stamina. In the day of evil, something will speak forth. I have loaded myself with God's word. When pressure comes, what is inside you is what comes out. I said glory to God. John chapter 8 verse 44. John chapter 8 verse 44. It says, this is Jesus speaking. Speaking and rebuking the Pharisees there. It says, for you are the children of your father, the devil. I'm reading from the NLT. And you love to do the evil things he does. It says he was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth. Now this is it. Every attempt to refute, to deliberately detest truth is symptomatic of the devil. It, this is Jesus speaking here. He says this devil has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. So when he lies, it is consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of all lies. Child of God, this is a tool for your victory in winning the battle in your mind. Every time that lie comes, you rejoice that this is the devil being consistent with his character. When he says you're about to die, you rejoice because he just told another lie. When he says this is the end of you, you rejoice, he just told another lie. This is how you are going to be broke, you rejoice, he just told another lie. He, he, Jesus says he can't get himself to say, even to say indeed, it is your year of plenty and progress. Just to manage to say it. He can't say it because there is no truth in him. He's the father of liars. Child of God, once that lie comes and is being suggested to your mind, you're going to die. You're going to have an accident. Things are not going to bounce back up. It's only going to get worse. You refute it by the words that you've built inside. By the investment you've made. And you're saying, that's another lie. That's another lie. You're not shaking there. You know this is another lie. Come on, help me tap your neighbor. Say, no need to fear. It's just another lie. Come on, look for someone else that believes. He said, you have no need to fear. It is just another lie. He's being consistent with his character. He's being very consistent with his character. Extremely consistent with his character. You invest in God's word. You, 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 you invest in light. Darkness has no room. And I say this a lot because sometimes you just feel like I need to live a balanced social life. And I, I can't just read the Bible all day. I can't just pray all day, you know. I can't just watch someone's old. I should be able to watch movies, you know, be a normal human being. I hear you. You must be a normal human being. But you have to ensure that there is a bank that has surplus of truth in a way that you can affect a little bit of darkness. Truth is you can't afford it. You can't afford it. You, you begin to get creative in ways to relax by consuming healthy material. When you feel like dancing, even up to your exercise, you want to do your aerobics, it's still to, to songs that edify. You want to relax maybe with your spouse, you want to watch a nice movie, and you've told yourself we, we are done exposing ourselves to rubbish. We need to start looking for clean content now. Clean content. Clean content, we can laugh. We will laugh, it will be nice, it, will, it might still be a rom-com, alright, but it's clean. It's clean. Glory to God. And if you want to take the, the advice of my baby, you go and watch Apetowe. <laughs> if you want to watch. You know, there's a level of appetite you, you have. You, you just forget you have a Netflix account. You forget sincerely. You just, you're just looking at your, your statement. One day. I say, ah, I've been paying these people. I've never watched anything in five months. It's just been 5 a.m. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Invest greatly. Invest in the word. You, you, you are so obsessed with God's word that everything you want, it just has to be the word. 
You, you want to hear sermons about the word. Your songs about everything, just the word. I am investing. I, I, there's, there's this investment fund. It is scriptural fund. It is word fund. I am loading it up daily. Loading up. It's a new word. It's a new study. It's a new sermon. It's a new teaching. Loading myself up. Tony said, I, do, do you even have time to do all these things you're learning? Hey, I'm learning it first. I'm learning it first. For in the day of trouble, it is speak out. It is, I've loaded myself word in, word out. Glory to God. Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible, was dedicated to the most important topic in the Bible, the Word of God. The Word of God. I read verse 162 to 165. Someone is saying, what? 162, yeah. Verse 162. Verse 162, yeah. Someone is like, are you kidding? Yes, Psalm 119, verse 162. I read all the way to 165. This is the psalmist speaking. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Is this your attitude to light? Is this your attitude to revelation? I don't know what you, I don't know if you know if, what it means to find great spoil. Great spoil. Some of you here, if you get a letter from um, National Resources Canada, I don't know if that's what they're called, and they tell you your postal code, it has just been discovered that there's gold beneath it. And even though you own the land, the government has a right to buy it off you. And they will buy it at the estimate of the proposed amount of gold in that postal code. And based on the square feet that you own, you are suddenly, suddenly eligible to tax-free, 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 $20 million, with ongoing 1% royalty every year for 100 years. Someone just thought about it now. You see that joy you are feeling, even though I just painted the picture. <laughs> hey, that's the, you are meant to feel more joy than that I got to what? When you see truths about yourself and it just dawns on you, wow, this is me. This is, this is really me. This is really me. And it just dawns on you. It says, more than one that found great spoil, this is how I rejoice at God's word. Verse 163 says, I hate and abhor lying. He's telling us, remember what we saw in John 8, 44? The father of lies. Anything contrary to God's word is the definition of a lie. I refute it. I abhor it. I don't give it room, but, I, but your law do I love. It is truth I love. I make space for truth. I don't entertain it. I don't say let's just dip into it a bit. I'm, I'm not interested in darkness. I'm not interested in, ex, in exploring darkness. There's no light there. Why, why are you inviting me to that? There's no light. You will never find me there. Oh, Peter, have you read this? Have you, I have not read it. And I'm not going to read it. My life is anchored on God's word. That is where my life is written. That's the secret. That, that's what I'm reading. Why, con why consume junk? Junk that cannot save in the day of trouble? Junk that cannot inspire faith, that we build fear? Junk that is orchestrated to pull you down your immune? David says, I hate it. But I, your love, I, your law, I love Child of God, this statement, we, we can prove it by auditing your time. You can't, you can't stay on Netflix. Pardon me, and by Netflix, it's just the, the, the one that represents every, you know, viewing away. Viewing away. Viewing away. I adjust the season one. <laughs> Why did this? Season two. I'm <laughs> just laughing. Season three, season four. And your life is just going like that. And then in the day of adversity, is God, where have you been? God, you are not faithful. And God says, the advocate comes. He says, thank you, Father, for you are merciful. God says, yes, I'm merciful. <laughs> Verse 164. He says, now, some people will read this. He says, seven times a day do I praise thee because of your righteous judgments. Seven times a day. Some of us, we are, David is giving us peeps, like secret insights into what made him who he was. A prophet king that lived in a realm beyond this time. He's giving us, he's giving us tips here. You, you know, in other religions, they have mandatory times of prayer. And a lot of us have taken grace as a license to be, to be misbehaving. You find a believer that doesn't pray, that doesn't have a time to study their word. Everything is just as the wind blows. If the wind blows, boom, I read John 3, 16 today. I will read my devotional tomorrow. As the, as the breeze blows, there's no, there's no plan. There's no consistency. Consistency. You will not grow that way. You will not build a solid immune system that way. Every attack against your mind will work. And I say this with due respect. 
every attack on your mind, will, you will come down with it. It will come down with you. If you are not deliberately insisting on scheduled moments of building yourself, scheduled moments, which is why as a ministry, I thank God that we have Tuesdays where people gather together with questions, debates, and, and, and break down God's word. I'm grateful that on Wednesdays we have spirit-based teachings. I'm grateful that on Sundays the word of God comes to us powerfully. I'm grateful that as a church we are not just talking, talking, but we are praying every day. Every day. But don't say PD is praying for you. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. You have to wake up and pray for yourself and for those that you have been appointed to be a voice on their behalf. Say seven times a day do I praise you. My question to you is, what's your study routine like? What's your prayer routine like? What's your praise routine like? Is it daily? Is it monthly? Is it only seven Sundays? And then you complain throughout the rest of the year? Verse 165. Great peace. Can you see that? This is a posture of victory. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Nothing can stand against these ones. Great peace have they which love your word. Those who invest heavily in your word, those who invest, it's going to take your time. As you are walking, you have, you've, you've planned your day. I'm driving for 15 minutes. This is the message I'm listening to. On my way back, this is the message I'm listening to. This is what the Spirit of God is revealing to me. This is the chapter I'm dissecting. This is the one I'm devouring. This is the material. This is the book I'm reading. This is the time I'm using to pray. On my drive back, it's going to be worship. This night, I'm dancing. I'm praying. You plan, you schedule these victory moments. Great peace. Have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Number one, you invest heavily in renewing your mind. Number two is that you guard your gates. Number two, you guard your gates. Number two, you guard your gates. You guard your gates. If you notice, number one and two talk about the mind. Number three and four, we talk about supernatural personalities that you also must enforce victory over. You guard your gates. The gates to the mind principally, they, they soar on the wings of your senses. You open your eyes to them to go and watch things you know as a child of God you shouldn't be watching. You expose yourself to books you know as a child of God you shouldn't be reading. You expose yourself to audios you know as a child of God you shouldn't be listening to. People who are verbally and blatantly and publicly anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-scripture, they cannot build faith in you. You can't be listening to their, you are following them closely on YouTube and you come and listen to a one hour sermon on Wednesday, you say glory to God, faith has come. The, the, the faith you've built in one hour, you've destroyed it by your investment in those lies. Guard your gates. Let me tell your neighbor, guard your gates. Look for someone else. Say, watch what you watch. Watch what you listen to. Watch your gates. Guard them. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It says, keep your heart with all diligence. With all diligence. Invest in your gates. Ensure that nothing just jumps into you. If you have to mute people, I got to a point in my life, I thought my TL was clean enough and some things will still make it there. So I said, okay, you are my friend, but I'm going to have to mute you. I'm going to have to mute you. These algorithms that are dictating what shows up on our timeline, I treat algorithms now as a pet. If I see any content I don't want to see again, I go there and click not interested. The algorithms learn. It's, it's program, computer programming. It's not... <laughs> you, can, you can train it. And when you see good content, don't scroll by. You see a scripture, you just swipe. Another church. Then you see the other one. <laughs> yeah, algorithm is watching. Huh? We've caught him. We've caught her. So all those things will be suggested. Hey, I wonder how do they know me? I'm trying to break free from this thing, but they are sending more of it. You are interacting with more of it. Let me tell your neighbor again. Say, guard your gates. Come on, put it on the comment, on the comment section. They say, guard your gates. It says, for out of it are the issues of life. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. It says, finally, brethren. You, you, you know what we said about the word finally? When you see it, you, you must scroll up. Scroll up. And by God's grace, in the month of April, we will scroll up. <laughs> Glory to God. As we change gears by God's grace, if Jesus tarries, we look at the prayer of petition and supplication. In the month of April. God willing if Jesus tarries. 
He says, finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, that book you're about to read, is it honest? Is it just? Is it pure? That movie you're about to watch, is it honest? Is it just? Is it pure? That person you're about to listen to, you know that it is impure. You know, you know it is impure. You know it is untrue, it is unjust. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, he said, these are the things you should consume. These are the things that should pass through your gates. Remember, he tells us in the verse before, he says the peace of God garrisons. It's a military terminology. It's, 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 it's sophisticated, armed, armament, garrison there. He said they stand guard. He said nothing, nothing can just jump in here. You can't, just, you can't just jump in here. I remember one day my daughter came home from school she was really bothered. One of her favorite teachers in her school, in their daycare, I should say, before it's not, it's not, it's not a school school. <laughs> All right, it's the daycare. And she said the name of the teacher. She doesn't know Superbook. She doesn't know Bible Adventures. She's wondering, how will somebody not know Bible Adventures? How will somebody not know Superbook? You know, I, 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 I'm just looking to have a conversation with her. I want to talk to her about, about Jonah. I want to tell her about David. I want to tell her about Pharaoh. Even the little one there, once Pharaoh comes, she says, no, listen, no, listen. Pharaoh, no, listen. And they're they are, they are already looking to having conversations with their teachers. Say, how, how would she know? She was really concerned. How would she know Superbook? How would she know Bible Adventures? Let me tap your neighbor again. Tell them, guard your gates. Tell them, guard your gates. Glory to God. Number three. Number three. Break every association you have with darkness. Break every... Because see, when you think you've won the battle in the mind and you keep all these associations, it's just the way you, you know you've moved from a place where you keep a card. You're like, maybe, maybe one day, someday, if I am in that area, I still... Hey, let me tell your neighbor, you've left Egypt. Beat Egypt, goodbye. You've left the world. Beat the world, goodbye. You've left occultism. Beat it, goodbye. I'm gone, I'm gone. Goodbye, world. I stay no longer with you. I've made up my mind to follow Jesus all the rest of my days. I know you're saying, just keep our card. Just keep our card. You might need us. No, I'm not keeping no card. I will never need you in Christ. I have found all sufficiency. Break every association. See, this is the secret of victory. Sometimes you wonder. You're invited, maybe as a man of God, as a woman of God, to pray on the matter. I know there are many listening to me who God is raising you to, to fill those offices. All right. Dangerous gifts there. So prophets are listening. Apostles listening. Some dangerous teachers anointed heavily. So hear clearly. You must not have a leaf surface approach to problems. You must always tell the spirit of God. Show me the secret of this matter. They, they, they will come, people will come to you talking about the leaves. They won't tell you about the roots. It's the spirit of God that can reveal it. The spirit of God that can reveal the, the, the root cause. He says the axe is laid there at the root. It's a root cause there. Many are keeping their associations with darkness. And they are coming disturbing pastor. Pastor, you prayed. You gave a word. You said three days. This is the third day. Nothing happened. And you too, you are like God. God. You, my word. My, my own word must not fall. <laughs> you say, God, it's your integrity at stake here. And the Spirit of God says, let me show you what is really going on here. And he reveals the details of their lives to you in a vision. And then you call them. This is what the Spirit of God said. It breaks, it settles the matter. It, it prevents misbehavior. It doesn't even shake your own faith. Root cause there. Many want to keep association with darkness. And I'm saying this as a warning child of God. If indeed you are a child of God, you have to wave those things goodbye. You have to wave those, those things goodbye. You have to say goodbye. If you need to get them together and delete them, delete them, send them away. If you need to break any real associations, you break out. You, you know those relationships that have gone past their lifespan. Who you are now is not who you used to be. They were good friends with who you used to be. Who you are now, they are toxic to your growth in Christ. It's time to beat them goodbye and you are praying for their own salvation also. So that when they grow, you cannot begin to discuss scriptures together. 
it's no longer some, 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 some calls by the time you are done, virtual has left you. You feel like you need to pray in tongues for two hours just to re- regain your stature in the spirit. They come with gossips. They come with lies. There's nothing edifying. Like They've been my childhood friend. Hey, they are, but they are not your destiny friends. You are no longer a child. You are no longer childhood. <laughs> Someone say, PD, this is tough. It's tough. The greatness in your future we will need you to take tough measures. Tough measures. And it is for their own deliverance eventually. When you become that person God is raising you to be, they will be beneficiaries. But when you don't become, everybody is done. Everybody's gone. Glory to God. Acts chapter 8, verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. We know from scriptures that Philip operated in the office of an evangelist. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing. Hearing and seeing. This tells us that this is the proof of an evangelistic ministry, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame were healed. It tells us, and there was great joy in that city. There was great joy in that city. Verse 9, but there was a certain man, but there was, a, there was great joy, there was all this mighty move of the spirit, but... There was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city, he used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. So he did a lot of wonders. He did miracles, signs and wonders from his demonic empowerment and to him they had regard because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries but when they believed philip's preachings the things concerning the kingdom of god and the name of jesus christ they were baptized both men and women look at what happened in verse 13 then simon himself believed also he became born again started attending sunday school he was baptized. He continued with Philip and wondered. He, this thing was just a curiosity thing for him. Everybody's getting born again. Let me get born again too. Everybody's getting baptized. Let me get baptized too. Beholding the miracles and signs which were done. And signs which were done. That was the, the, his, his evangelistic anointing. It says that they, they needed to hear at the headquarters in jerusalem there's something great happening in samaria philip has taken the city for jesus let's go strengthen the work there and when the apostles came there with an apostolic dimension that descends laid hands on people get they were getting filled with the spirit of god ah simon said this is what i've been waiting for i need to sign a check let's buy this thing and we, we know how the story ends he was born again physically but he had not broken away from his old ways he just wanted to add the Holy Spirit to his list of spiritual possibilities. There are many like that. They are not done with the old ways. They are not done. They know they are not done. They still visit their shrines. They, they, they wear suit and ties, but they have idols they still bow to. They give in church. They pay their tithes. They are, they are, if you ask the pastor to write a recommendation for them, they are well behaved. They don't look it until God reveals it to you. And when God reveals you, it, it startles you. And you say, indeed, the heart of men is desperately wicked. Our God is a revealer, just so you know. Our God is a revealer. Our God is a revealer. Our God is... And, and, and for someone, this might be a warning. Break such associations. Break such associations. Break it. Break it. Break it. Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. This is about an event, a revival in the city of Ephesus. Many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before men. You see this public show of repentance? And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. Modern translations tell you that they consumed materials worth millions of dollars. Some of you have made every investment in demonic materials. And I say PD is just collection item, artifact. I can't throw it away. I can't, hey, hey, hear me. God, it doesn't cause God to repay you back. If it's 50,000 pieces of silver, your destiny is worth way more than that. 
burn it, throw it away, break every association. Let the devil know you are done. Let him know you're shouting in the night for the Lord, and he knows this one is still one of us. I plead the blood of Jesus. This one is a joker. He's coming back soon. Burn it, break it, break it, break all such association. This is, it says, weary, walk in the liberty, wherein Christ has made you free. Don't, don't keep no chains. You are free. Be free. Don't say, I can't live completely. They will come after me. Then you don't believe what you have entered into. You don't, you, you don't really believe. You don't really believe. Verse 20. Having done that, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. If you want the word of God to prevail in your life, you break completely from every residue and every, 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 there's a word for it. When you keep those, those things, when you go to a place and you want to keep a little bit, just every memorabilia, that's not the word, but that, that can help us a bit. Of, of, of that old life. You break free from it completely. And say I'm done. Jesus has set me free. Why should I be bound? Jesus has set me free. Why should I be bound? I've been delivered. Why should I be bound? I've been set free. I, I break free completely. Not in my words. Not in my associations. Not investment in materials. I am free. I should be able to look at the playlist of a child of God. And tell this is a child of God. I should be able to tell at the reading list of a child of God and tell this is a child of God. I should be able to look at the save to watch later of a child of God and be able to tell this is a child of God. Break every association with darkness. Don't secretly desire darkness. We are the ones hearing your words. God sees your heart. He knows what your real obsession is. And if it is not him, it is not him. Number one, invest heavily in renewing your mind. Invest heavily in renewing your mind. Number two, guard your gates. Surround your gates. Be conscious of what comes in. Break every association with darkness. And then number four, exercise the authority that you have over demonic powers. Exercise the authority that you have over demonic powers. We've not been asked to interview demons. <laughs> I heard a man of God say, if you don't have a job for a demon, no, no need to interview them. Say, come. What is your name? How many people have you killed? Let me tell you. Let me just tell you this. Let me tell you. I was having this conversation with my wife. I said, if indeed the devil is the father of all liars, the last person we should be listening to is demons. When a demon comes and says, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I will not go out. I will not go out. Every other thing you're saying is some people love to hear from demons. I don't know why. What is your name? Where have you come from? Say, I'm, I've been released by the queen of the coast. I came from, from the Atlantic Pacific. I was sent to destroy. I tried to enter. You know, say, tell us more, tell us more. Ah, you were not sent to, to interview. You were sent to cast out. Cast out. Let them get out in the name of Jesus. Once they are speaking, get out in the name of Jesus. Hey, I was the one that killed. Get out in the name of Jesus. Get out. Some just flew out just at the, <laughs> at the example of my voice. They, you, you command them to get out. You See, you exercise your authority. You exercise your authority. It's not the day they show up in person that you want to start exercising your authority. You will be too, you will, but you exercise your authority so much that the day they make a mistake and show up. <laughs> I read the story of one of God's generals. Devil shows up. A big demon shows up with physical intimidating presence. Man was, man was studying. I've read enough this night. Let me go and sleep. Just wait. <laughs> he went to go and sleep. You don't do that on day one. You do that building a culture of exercising victory. Exercising, like your children know, there's nothing to be ashamed about. You sense something, there's a, there's a signal in the spirit. You exercise authority. Father, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over this atmosphere, over this spirit, over this flat, over this surrounding, whatever demonic power is vying for your presence. We bind it and rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You're in the mall, you're in the parking lot. You, you, you get a signal in your spirit. You don't have to say it out. Bind, rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Get out. Just notice people moving far away from you. You carry power. You carry power. You exercise the authority you have. You have it. You have to exercise it. Even newbies that Jesus sent out in Luke 18, they came back rejoicing. Newbies, how much more you? You've been in church this long. You've heard so much powerful, powerful, powerful preachings. You've built stamina. I believe you have. You exercise it. 
You exercise it. Don't wait for one, some prophet to come do it for you. Don't wait for some apostle to do it for you. You do it yourself. You exercise authority. You exercise authority. You exercise child of God. I want you to leave this evening remembering that I have authority and I have to exercise it. I have to exercise authority. I have to use the authority that I have in the name of Jesus and enforce my victory. I have to push against demonic interference. I remember the second question for next week. Yeah. First one is what exactly is praying in tongues, praying in the spirit. The second one is do Christians need deliverance or can a Christian or should a Christian need deliverance? By God's grace, we'll do with those two at the FAQ next week. But you do this, you do this. Exercise, exercise victory. Exercise victory there. Exercise, exercise the authority you have in Christ Jesus. Acts chapter 11, Acts chapter 19, as we begin to tie this up, verse 11. Acts chapter 19, I read verse 11 and verse 12. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs, aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Is that in your Bible? Is that in your Bible? This was an ex-murderer committed to the destruction of the church, arrested by Jesus, saw the light, and received God's call and destiny over his life. Went from city to city, preaching the gospel of God with notable miracles and proofs. It says, and God wrought special miracles by KICC in Canada. And God wrought special miracles by PD. You can put your name there. This is not something for the pastors. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of, put your name there. I'm not saying you're going to be a pastor. I'm not, going, I'm not saying you're about to be an apostle. I'm not saying, no. As a believer, this is your inheritance. As a believer, as a child of God, this is your inheritance. That your, your, your sphere is repellent to demonic spiritual activity. They will try. But you mount authority. It's a, it's, a, it's a stubborn, chaotic kingdom. Now, if you are not exercising authority, they keep pushing the borders until you discover one day they've arrived at your shores. And you're wondering, what was I looking at? How was I this exposed? How come there's this much impregnation? There's this much implantation around me? What was I doing? Even at that point, it's not too late. You begin to exercise authority. You go there night one. You, you, you de decree, Father, I secure this territory. In every way I've opened, and you come with sincere prayers there. Everywhere I've opened the door to the enemy, I receive your mercy, and I establish your kingdom in this place. You go there day one, day two, day three. After some point, there's peace in your heart, and you just bust into dancing. You bust into dancing, and then you enforce, you, you secure it. Say, never again, no more. There's no room here. There's no room here. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. We're tying this up now. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. It says, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. See, there is no way 21st century Christianity can become too woke that we will not do the works that Jesus did which very much included casting out demons. Let me say this very quickly. I was listening to Papa Egin. I find it very difficult to say Kenneth Egin or Pastor Egin or even Brother Egin, which is the choice. Even Papa Kenneth Copeland, all right, he says, Brother, Brother Copeland, I can't do it. All right, I'm sorry. Papa, even Papa, I feel like Ak Papa. <laughs> but please just pardon me to say Papa again. He said in the early years of his ministry, in 12 years, early, early days, early days, very early days, he said he and his wife could count the number of people they had counseled. Early days. He said just about six people in a period of 12 years had needed one-on-one -on -one counseling. He said because the people were groomed in the culture of prayer and their services were deliberately Holy Ghost services. We, they, there was room for the Holy Spirit to move. That the people who should have who had booked counseling sessions, the Holy Spirit had settled them already. Already. I said, yes, that's it. That's, that's the kind of atmosphere we are building here. That you, you, you've come to say A, B, C, D, 3, C, D, B is what I want to discuss with PD. And the Spirit of God takes over. And light dawns there. Light breaks forth. And, and you just receive your answer. And you just come to say, Pastor, I, I know I said I was going to see you, but it is done. It is done already. Glory to God. 
It is done already. Glory to God. He says he went about doing good. Our church, the churches should not be learning to counsel what should be, we should be casting out. The church should not be learning to counsel what we should be casting out. Do not get me wrong. There is a place for counseling. It is necessary. It is very needed. There is a place for health facilities and health workers. I say I've, we've done a, a solid teaching on divine healing and we settled it there that health professionals as they are a gift of God to mankind as we continue to grow in our faith. God is not waiting for us to unlock full faith. He has made provisions for us. He has made provisions for counselors. God bless them, especially Christian counselors who understand the dimensions there. All right, Even non-Christian counselors who are just good professionals who do their job well, God bless them. We thank God for them. But there is a higher life. And I'm inviting you to that life. That number one, there is no room for any implantation in you or around you. And that you are now a tool that you can say, get out in the name of Jesus. And it gets out. Not he's asking you. Eh? Hey, hey. See who is saying get out? Ha, ha. They now call themselves. Call the other one. Call the other one. No, call the... It's, now, it's not angels now. They call the demons from, from the Caribbean. Call the demons from life. Say, come out here. See who is telling us to come out. He says he went, we, we, we can't unwrite these scriptures that Jesus, he cast out demons. The apostles did it. We are speaking English and the demons are amongst us. They are amongst us. We, we, we raise the temperature so high, so hot. We, our material is fire. Their material is not fire. There is a, there's a temperature rating. It can go up to, there are some things that they just begin to come out. They just begin to come out. They just, they, they, they can't stand it anymore. The temperature, but when everywhere is just cool plus demon, <laughs> everybody is just coasting together, drinking coffee and chewing bagels. Help me tap your neighbor. Say, come on, make it hot in here. In your house, make it hot in here. In your family, make it hot in here. Put it on the, put, say, make it hot. Jesus did it. We will do it to the glory of his name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17. I want us to wrap up with this. This is the scripture we know very well. And I want us to declare it together. It says, no, are you there? Isaiah 54 verse 17. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Come on, I need a big amen. All right, let's do it again. I said, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. In the name of Jesus. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, it says you have the responsibility to condemn it. Now, it doesn't stop there. It says this heritage, this, this, this arrangement, this ability that weapons can be formed but they won't prosper. This, this dimension that tongues can rise up in judgment and there is a counter voice. It says this preserve is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. He says, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. This is a powerful scripture. God is saying, only the righteous can enjoy these benefits. The accuser of the brethren jumps up, boom. He says, look at the people you are calling righteous. Look at, and God says, their righteousness is of me. I call them righteous, not you. We are not using your, we are using my definition. My definition of righteousness is that they have put on Christ. Mic drop. Mic drop. I said it won't work. Come on, I said it won't work. I said it won't work. They are fashioning, they are scheming, they are evolving, they are planning. But I've come to announce to you, it won't work. I wish this was the attitude of the body of Christ to so all these all this, all this flimsy conspiracy theories flying about. When we stand on the authority of scripture, I don't know who is planning what somewhere. I don't know what the agenda is. But what I know is that as long as I am firm, solid on his word, it won't work. It won't work. It won't work. I will make contact with deadly things. They cannot arm me. It will not work. There is nobody anywhere in some bunker underground cooking up stuff. It might work for others. I don't know. But here it won't work. It won't work. It won't work. It won't work. No weapon. It won't work. It won't work. Glory to God. Come and begin to thank the Lord for his word this evening. Say, Father, thank you. Thank you for light. Thank you for light. Thank you for victory. Thank you for grace supplied. Grace to invest in your word heavily. Grace to ensure that my gates are constantly guarded. I am not careless. I do not leave the locks open to chance. I take, I take charge over my space. 
grace to break every association I have with darkness, known and unknown, the ones that the Spirit of God brings to your remembrance. That bracelet you kept, that ring from high school, that book, that's that material, that tape. Since it's time to burn it, it's time to let it go. It's time to let it go. You have all sorts of nice names for it. Christian yoga is just a it, it, whatever thing you call it. As the Spirit of God, don't argue with the Spirit of God. When he says let it go, you let it go. You let it go. We will have no, no association with the works of darkness. And then we begin to enforce and exercise authority over the demonic realm. We push back, we secure victory to the glory of your name. Come on, say thank you, Jesus. He says this heritage is for them and their righteousness is of the Lord. Is of me. See, it's me. It's me. I have declared them righteous. I have declared them righteous. That's the first verdict from the court. It says you are declared righteous, justified. Based on this initial judgment, then we can't find you guilty. It says even the lawful captive shall be delivered. It says that they will be drunken with their own blood. They'll be filled with their own flesh. He's the one that is able to rescue the captives of the mighty. It says, shall the prey be taken from the mighty man? Shall the prey be taken? Shall the legitimate captive be taken? Come on, say thank you, Jesus. Once again, take 30 more seconds. Thank you, Jesus, for this victory that we have in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this victory that we have. Thank you. Thank you for the victory. Hallelujah. Mm. For you have won the victory. Come on. Hallelujah. You have won it all. You have won it all for us that could not hold you down. You're alive and well. You are the reason key. You see that in majesty. You are the reason king and you are the reason king. Come on, one more time, one more time. Ale, ale, ah, we say hallelujah. You have won, you have won the victory. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. You have won it. You have won it all for us. Death could not, and death could not hold you down. You are the reason, King. You are the reason. You're seated in majesty, seated in majesty. You are the reason, King. You are the reason, King. Come on, our God is alive. Our God is alive. This heritage is of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. I want to pray for someone under the sound of my voice this evening. You know you are not born again. You know you are not born again. You know you are not saved. I didn't say you are not a Christian. You know you are not born again. You know you are not a believer. You know there is no relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's a very sincere moment. It's not a call to condemnation. <laughs> it's not a rep it's not a, a reprisal as it were. It's an invitation saying come on come on there's that that victory you desperately seek that peace you long for it's in christ jesus come on come on come on come on come on come on to the reason king he says stop chasing death stop chasing death come to the living the living the reigning the victorious king the one with the fear the death but thanks be to god who always causes us to triumph come on Come home. I want to pray with you this evening. Come home. Come to Jesus. 
you will find victory in him you will find peace in him you will find rest for your souls in him you find rest for your souls in him as you believe that Jesus is the son of God he died for you he took your place you acknowledge your need for his savior your sin you confess with your own mouth that Jesus is the Lord Jesus is Lord over this life Jesus is savior of this soul you make that confession whoever has been Lord is dethroned I now have a new Lord whatever covenant I, I, I signed off with my own mouth pledging my life, pledging my soul pledging my destiny, pledging my lineage pledging, pledging my unborn children alright, I, I, I subscribe to a higher covenant and I decree that Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord over this life I confess him as Lord and Savior guess what, he's able to make you brand new <laughs> this high priest is able to save to the uttermost he's not scared of those old gods and those old lords and their wicked threats that said the day you live we will deal with you well I am no longer my own tell them, tell them I belong to Jesus now you go, you go sort it out with Jesus you go sort it out with Jesus I'm free right now I, I have a new name I've been paid for by his blood if you have any qualms with me well I know I signed those documents I know I have my name on those contracts but I have no name now that person is gone that person is dead come on the name there is now the name of Jesus you go sort it out with him these ones are free today marks a new day they are filled with your spirit they are supplied with your grace their lives will count for you. Their names are now written in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you, gracious Father, because it is so. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. In Jesus, come on, come on, come on, wherever you are, if you can, jam, jam, jam those ends together. Give the Lord a big shout! Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us. On Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give via email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.